Hi, and welcome to episode 52 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. Actually, in this case, I'm thinking about how we've been doing this podcast for a whole year now. We do one podcast a week. This is 52. I I can't even believe it. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And I am also amazed and appreciative that we've made it here to episode 52 at one year. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So our goal with this podcast, like all of our podcasts, is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources that we found all over the place. We'll have these recipes, any tips we come up with, a smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get the link sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. So speaking of the newsletter, Kate, we also Mm. want to give you a little teaser for our anniversary giveaway which will be really fun. We're excited about this. And we'll talk about it more on the smorgasbord, but just make sure you listen in closely for more details. Yes. Stay tuned to the very end for a giveaway announcement. It'll be worth it. We promise. All right. So this week's recipes were Spanish roasted red pepper salad with garlic and olive oil from French Revolution Food, a Spanish tortilla by Amanda Hesser at Food 52, and chorizo filled dates wrapped in bacon from Food and Wine. So happy anniversary, Betsy. Yeah, back at you. Thanks. This week I wanted to do a celebration dinner and have tapas, right? Something a little mm-hmm. festive. It felt like a fun idea for our first anniversary, a few small bites, some delicious drinks. It just felt like the perfect way to celebrate a year on the podcast. I'll tell you, we're really excited about some of the episodes we have coming up because mm-hmm. there's a lot more to dive into. But surprisingly, we had not done small plates or tapas all year. So kind of a yeah. nice little change of pace here. Mm-hmm. So our first tapa is the Spanish roasted red pepper salad with garlic and olive oil from French Revolution Food. This, I think, is I think it's the simplest one of the episodes of mm-hmm. the episode, right? So all you do is you pour a liberal amount of olive oil in a small baking dish. This is not a time to go low fat. There's only like four ingredients in this and one of them's olive oil. So just like own it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used like I have a small gratin b- baker. So I poured olive oil in the bottom of that, sliced up four cloves of garlic, and you just throw it into the olive oil, shake a few chili flakes into the dish, and then you put that olive oil and garlic and chili flakes in a hot oven for 10 minutes. While that bakes, you slice up four roasted red peppers from the jar, and I suppose you could roast your own here if you're feeling up to it, and it's like, I don't know, you know, red pepper season, go for it, but... I just pulled them out of the jar, which was nice. (laughs) You pull that dish of of hot oil out of the oven carefully. (laughs) And then you carefully put the sliced up peppers into the hot garlic oil. You stir them up a bit so everything is kind of married together and delicious. And you serve it with good bread. There you go. How how did this turn out, Betsy? I thought this was so good. I just have never made this before. But it was just Mm -mm. the easiest thing. And kind of pulling that dish of sort of sizzling garlic and red chilies out and then mixing those sliced red peppers in felt very satisfying and just a really clever way to dress up a dinner. I mean, I liked it. 
I really like this. So I actually made it twice. I made it as a little oh, side dish. Then I didn't nice. make the buckwheat crepes from last week. So that was actually a really good combination because those were like Ooh. ham, Swiss, buckwheat crepes, and then just some red pepper, sizzly yeah. garlic and hot pepper. You know, that was great on the side. Uh, and then I made it again when I made the Spanish tortilla. Also mm. added on the side for that because I felt like my one grocery store jar of red peppers made two, made this twice. Yeah, I got the smaller jar since I okay. live in like Italianville, USA. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like like I can get any jar of peppers I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. they had like a smaller jar and a bigger jar. I got the smaller jar. If you get a big jar of bell pepper of the red peppers, you might find that like two um, recipes is enough. But yeah, I mean, it's really flexible. It's not like yeah, you know, you need exactly X number of peppers or something. Um, and I agree with you. This felt really fancy in a way. Oil and the garlic and smelled so good. And I think this would be so great when you have friends over for drinks or something in the winter. Yeah. Because it's so simple, right? It doesn't take that much time, but it's a warm appetizer, which I feel is like so cozy. It feels like you're upping your game a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And this one comes together so quickly. I think it'd be great if you had like some soft goat cheese and like olive tapenade. And then you've got a light meal. Like I think you're set. Um, and I didn't, you know, like you, I didn't eat all the peppers at once. I made it on a night James wasn't there. Um, but they kept really great in the fridge. And I pulled them out and I used them on top of some extra of uh, the Spanish tortilla that I had. And that was amazing. So I agree with you. It was a great side for the tortilla. This was a five out of five for me. Pantry friendly. Great flavor. Yeah, I'm also giving this a five out of five. And Kate, I've already got this recipe memorized. Nice. Because it's really just a series of steps. You put yeah. the oil and the garlic and the chili flakes in the oven, sizzle for 10 minutes. Right. Throw those. I mean, it's so easy. I feel you like this could be a signature dish for somebody. Oh, yeah. You and know? This is this is, this is is a great discovery. Mm-hmm. Okay, it. Kate. Up next, our second anniversary dinner party episode recipe is a Spanish tortilla by Amanda Hesser at Food 52. Yeah, so Spanish tortilla, it's a pretty classic tapas or kind of just Spanish recipe in general. Um, And so this is one of those words that means two things, right? The Spanish tortilla, like from Spain, is a dish with eggs and potatoes, uh, similar to frittata if you've ever had one. Um, But another definition of tortilla is what kind of I think is in greater use is that flatbread for burritos and quesadillas and tacos and things, right? Mm-hmm. So, but to make a Spanish tortilla, the ingredient list is also very short. You have onions, you've got olive oil, eggs, a little bit of cheese, potatoes, salt, and pepper. First, you boil the potatoes until they're nice and soft, but still holding their shape. You slice them into quarter-inch slices. You then cook the sliced onions in plenty of olive oil. Again, this is one of those recipes where you don't have a lot of ingredients. So, like, don't try to make this low-fat. It's, it's just not going to be great. While the onions are cooking, you gently whip eight eggs in a large bowl. And then when the onions and potatoes are done, you kind of mix them in with the eggs and season with salt and pepper. You take a big skillet over a medium-high heat and you melt some butter and olive oil until the butter is stopped foaming. And then you pour that egg and potato mixture into the skillet and kind of like, I don't know, pat it down until it kind of all fits in there and you cook it on the stovetop until the edges are set and then you sprinkle some parmesan cheese on top and bake it in a 350 degree oven for about eh, 20 minutes or so and then you just run a knife around the edge and invert it onto a plate and you end up with this like glorious like golden brown tortilla so i'm curious how did everyone like this betsy 
Yeah, this was a great comfort food dish. Uh, Grant kind of complained that he thought it tasted too oniony, which was, <laughs> I thought really annoying because I used kind of a small meat, like a smallish right. onion in here. There's really not that much. I didn't feel like this tasted oniony at all. I didn't think so either. So um. I thought like, <laughs> you're eating potatoes and essentially scrambled eggs here. Why don't you know? Uh, however, everyone else liked it. This was big, Kate. Yeah, I mean, my I know. family of five ate this for dinner with kind of a side salad and those peppers. And there is still, there was like half of it was still left. I know. <laughs> like, I ate. We ate this for food. a long time. Yes. I will. I was like, man, this is a lot of tortilla. Yeah, I, and I actually ended up making using my Dutch oven for this. Oh, okay. Um, uh huh. And I was a little bit worried it would. St- dick in there and it did mm. not uh so i just kind of flipped right out onto the serving there's platter. like a ton of olive oil in there there is yeah. that's part of it yeah which was good so it makes for kind of a fun presentation but i thought this this would be good if you were having a brunch and it says you can serve mm. it i served it kind of on the warm side just because yeah. i made it before we ate but she does say you know serve at room temperature i had it room temperature for work when i brought it oh, for yeah. lunch and mm-hmm. it was delicious so yeah, it I was think good. that's it definitely just, a, a, ser- a good serving suggestion. Yes, yeah, could be a party dish. This was made a lot, and it was thrifty because it's just potatoes and eggs and onions, really. Yeah, I think this would be a lovely brunch dish, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. to have. And, and it, again, like, if you're not looking to spend a ton but want to have this be- – like, it's <laughs> – I think I've got a 12-inch cast iron skillet, and it f- just fit in there. So Yeah, and it makes – it's really pretty. I mean, it was very pretty when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. In retrospect, I kind of wish I'd have this recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. much. Uh-huh. Um, you know, after a while, you start to think, OK, I could eat anything else right now. It's two pounds of potatoes and eight eggs. Yeah. It's yeah. I just... mean, when you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I do think you can't skimp on the olive oil or salt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So don't try to dial that back. You're just going to be disappointed. It'll taste dull. It won't taste good. And you'll be like, why is this tortilla not great? And you're like, because you need fat and salt. There isn't a lot going on here. So you need to, like, make sure you use that that amount until you taste it. They do have a serving suggestion of garlic mayonnaise, which sounds amazing. Yum. Yes. That it yeah. didn't do, but I think would be so delicious if you're having a decadent brunch. I mean, my gosh, how good would that be? And I think this is also, like, in Rhode Island, like, we're always thinking about, like, beach meals. Mm-hmm. This would be so good in a Tupperware to bring to the beach. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just think this would be so great, and it makes me look forward to summer. It's something you can make ahead and eat outside. Um, only the fact that it's huge made it kind of a four to five stars for me. But, um, you know, otherwise, I think it was great. What do you think, Betsy? Yeah, I'm giving it a four to five stars for me, too. I thought it was great. I, I think it's kind of fun. It makes a lot. I don't see this fitting into... It would have to be a really specific scenario for me to make right. it, but I think I I I might use it again. I'm glad we made it, and I'm glad mm-hmm. we experimented with that. I feel like this might be something for when you host some of your house guests for Ryan. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like right. if you're if you're trying to feed a lot of people and have it be impressive and 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 welcoming, but not like you know, twelve pounds of bacon. This might be a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it's vegetarian, which is good. Yes. All right. Our last anniversary recipe is chorizo-filled dates wrapped in bacon from food and wine on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Kate. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this one's not vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are ending our recipe part of this episode probably the most decadent of all recipes. The title of the recipe is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. You take a piece of chorizo, which is a it looks like a hard Spanish salami-type sausage, right? And you stick it in one of those big medjool dates, like the ones that are almost like almost an inch and a half um, long. You wrap that date in bacon, and then you fry it up. This recipe is out of control, really. Um, it's... So rich. But I know that there's a story of this one, Betsy. So, yeah. <laughs> you tell people how this went. All right. First of all, these are delicious. And a bacon wrap date is probably one of my favorite things to eat. Oh. Just of all time. It's really a favorite of mine. So, I did these... not know that. So, that's a fun, fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite appetizer um, nice. recipes. I just love it. So, I had a little bit of a. Um, you know, adventure with this recipe, Mm, we'll call mm -hmm. it. Um, First of all, Kate, I roasted them over an open flame. What? Which (laughs) sounds like I got super crazy and adventurous. Sounds like you're on the chef's table at, right. Mm -hmm. Reality, I was just up at the cabin. And we've talked about this before. This is a small A-frame cabin and it is a weekender. So there is no stove. Um, Right. Right. We have plug-in appliances and a grill. So... I made a little tinfoil packet, you know, open plate sort of grill plate thing with the tinfoil. And then I put like six or eight dates on that. Love that idea. Uh Uh-huh. And. Did it work out? Yeah. I got a little tear in the aluminum foil and got worried about a grease spider for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe. (laughs) Maybe for our listeners and for safety purposes. (laughs) Use an I, actual pan. Yeah, I didn't have a grease fire. I was just a little worried that it, it started to kind of like lick up into the, like the flames started to come into the dates. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I feel like you could just like put a cast iron skillet on your grill. Well, yeah, I didn't have one of those, but I could have. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Yeah, okay. Uh, so sense. anyways, but I got them off. They were great. And then I got them inside and Maida was like, I think I would really like these if it didn't have this big hard chunk in here. What's this? And it was the seed. I forgot to- <laughs> I forgot to take the seed out of the dates. Um, oh, dear. That was just the first batch of, like, six. Okay. So then I made another six. No seeds. No grease fire. Oh, great. Very chef's table. Yeah. Um, And, of course, they were amazing because yeah. this was just really great. Ryan felt like they were just, like, a little bit excessive with the chorizo. Oh, come and on. And the date and the bacon. But I, I think, think that's its appeal. Right. I think so, too. I think you just go all in on this as a celebration. Yes. Food. I'm giving this a five out of five. What did you like? Yeah. What did you guys think when you made these? So James was the same way. He's like, I could maybe eat one. And I was like, sure, me too. <laughs> right. No, as but... I eat, like, I'm like, I'll just have another one of these before I bring them in. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I agree. This is like 100% celebration food. Um, I And I what I like about this, you said you just made six to eight and then you made six to eight again. Like, just make as many as you want to make. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it says the recipe's for 20. Make five. If it's just you and your honey bun with like binging Netflix and having a glass of wine or something, this would be so delicious and so decadent, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree with that. And the ingredients keep so you can make it again and, you know. Whatever. Kate, I'll tell you, I made like five more later that weekend because I still had my medjool great, you know, dates and the yeah. Things. I made those in the toaster oven. Oh, 
<laughs> I did also. You're just dating it up. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's very toaster oven friendly too. If that's something, if that's an appliance, oh, that's you a have. great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling if you made these for a party, you would have some people that would like die over these. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. they're very much. You're vegetarian, not going to be into them. But like certain, like, mm, so good. I think this would also be delicious with a little prosecco because it's got that bubbly to like kind of cut the fat. Oh, yes, yeah, that would be great. So good. You know, I would definitely broil them if I was making more than five in a pan because it does get very fatty very quickly. Um, You know, it's just a lot of fat going to grease fire, as we talked about. I agree. This is a five out of five for me. This is going to be one of those. I would love to make this for Christmas. (gasps) Good idea. Mm -hmm. We have. So for the listeners who don't know, um, every other year or so, we have the whole family home at my parents' house. And on Christmas Eve, we always do like appetizers. And so I think this would be just, I mean, dad would love these, Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. This is right up his alley. Mm -hmm. I think mom too. She does like a date. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just delicious. Yeah. So good. All right. All right. What's your winner on the week? I am torn between the dates and the peppers because they're two different recipes. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, like, the peppers are going to be a winner because they were so simple, so good, pantry-friendly. What about yeah. you? I'm, I'm going with the dates because oh. I love a bacon-wrapped date, and I thought the chorizo edition is nothing I would have ever thought of. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it did give it a little spicy, yeah. delicious extra kick, which was, which was good. Mm-hmm. So if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We have links to all the recipes. We've got any tips or techniques we discussed, like the grilling option, <laughs> as, <laughs> as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. Search for us at Dinner Sisters Podcast. <laughs> All right, Kate, so this week's smorgasbord is a look back at this past year and a bonus cocktail. Yeah, so, I mean, we can't celebrate an anniversary without a cocktail, right? Mm -hmm. And I found a fun one that serves a bunch of people, also in our Spanish theme. It's called Tinto de Verano, or kind of translated loosely to the red wine of summer. It's a pitcher cocktail, so it's a bottle of red wine, lemon-lime soda, like Sprite or something, right? Sweet vermouth, a sliced lemon and orange, and then you just mix it all up, and you've got this summery, summery drink. This was so good, and I cannot wait for warm weather to, like, sneak this onto the beach with my tortilla, you know? Mm-hmm. Or next time I visit your lake house, the cabin. Yeah, we can we can grill some dates and yeah. uh, have a grease fire and <laughs> drink. Um I really like this, too. And, again, it was kind of flexible because I just made it with, like, a half bottle of wine. I just kind of halved right. everything and made it for the two of us. So I liked how nice. it could be – you could have it, double it, triple it, you know. I mean, I feel like you could make this by the glass. Like, oh yeah, half a glass of red wine, half a can of Sprite. Mm-hmm. And I like wine-based cocktails. I think they're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right. I think it's perfect for summer gatherings. We're kind of – we're kind of summer – California man. dreaming in this episode, I think, Kate. <laughs> I know. People are like, man, these people need a vacation. Agreed. Yes, yes. Agreed. Oh, my goodness. So that's our cocktail, Tinto de Verano. If you're looking for something to dream of summer, I would highly recommend it. But I also wanted to look back and reflect a little bit on our year of podcasting, Betsy. So when I think about it, my favorite thing has been making connections on this podcast. With you, my lovely sister, and with our Mm -hmm. audience, this past year has been amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. And that was one of the really fun parts about starting the podcast was getting to talk to everyone about recipes and Mm -hmm. hear what was working and what wasn't working and all the tips we got and the recipes we got and the recipes people tried. Just that it it really, the culmination of all of that reflecting on it at a year has really enriched our lives. And I'm hoping has enriched the lives of people who have been listening along because um, it's just really... That's the point, right? That's the point. And it's something to celebrate, I think, as we... As we come, as we go into our second year here. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, I thought I'd take a minute to thank everyone who's left reviews because there have been so many, and we just really appreciate it. And we yes. just got one this week from Euroviv, which I'll read because it was just special and nice, and it was the latest one, and I thought it would be fun to share. So, she says, "I love this podcast. Of all the podcasts on my weekly list, this one is the one I listen to first because they're great hosts, the reviews are helpful, and I get new and accessible recipes to try. It's clear they put a lot of work into making each episode, plus always include relevant links and show notes, and I so appreciate it. Thanks. What a nice thing to say, Euroviv. And just again, I think all of the emails and the comments and the notes and the reviews mean so much to us and we're so appreciative of that and we're so appreciative of the general support everyone has given us in this project so yeah i mean it went from us just kind of battening this idea around to a full-fledged podcast and the website of people yeah, yeah. and fa- yeah. like people who listen it's just amazing and euroviv and everybody thank you for taking the time to review so fun. And I would also, you know, I can't forget our awesome Facebook group. I get a kick out of all of the recipe sharing that happens there, the pictures, the comments. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. And if you're looking for input on the best way to prepare beads or what kind of oven mm. mitts you should get, things like that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can hop on over and join us. We've got a great hive mind going on over there. Yeah. I think we're currently talking about millet. So if anyone has any millet ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah, true. That's a, that's a big one right now. Uh, yeah, but now for the giveaway, which is so exciting. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just thrilled to do this. So Betsy and I have put our heads together, and we are making a really fun gift basket of many of the items we've talked about, either on the show, like in the recipes, or in the smorgasbord. Yeah, we had so much fun thinking about this and planning this out. So we put a gift basket together, and it's like the tin of Massaman curry and those little butter jam spreaders Kate talked about, one of her favorite things, mm-hmm. and some Korean pepper flakes from the Mangshi uh, Dobu Jirim. Yeah, the braised tofu. Braised tofu recipe. And Kate, I think we're going to throw a regional jam in there <laughs> in honor of your regional jam love. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I do love a jam. Yeah, and some other surprises. So we haven't quite put it all together yet, but we're we're gathering the gathering the items right now. And the way you enter is really simple. So all you need to do is sign up for our newsletter. If you've already signed up, don't worry, you're all set, you're entered. We gotcha. If you aren't signed up, there's a pop-up on our website that you can go when you go to Dinner Sisters, it'll pop up be like, "Have you joined our newsletter?" and you're like, "All right," and just throw in your email and you'll be good. Or you can go to our Facebook page, and the sign-up link for that is on the left-hand side. It says Newsletter Sign Up. So our site is dinnersisters.com, and our Facebook page is at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Or if you strike out all those places, just shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get you sorted out. Okay, so this is really 
uh, for people who listen to the podcast in real time, because you are going to have from when the episode drops this Sunday until Sunday night and through next Sunday, March 10th. So sign up for the newsletter before March 10th and you can be uh, entered in the drawing to win. Kate is going to pick the winner on Instagram Live during her regular video. If you have not been seeing those, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really embraced it, and I love it. And <laughs> yeah. really supportive of this. Yeah, well, you've been kicking, you kind of, it's it's more of like a kick in a pants support. But yes. Yeah, I'm like, Kate, you should do this. Yeah. You should go get on Instagram Live. So she's doing it, which is amazing. Yeah. And she's going like to, um, yeah, pick it, pick the winner. Yeah, so um, just like I picked the winner for the Vietnamese Any Day Cookbook, I will use my patented KitchenAid stand mixer method of choosing names in which I put them all in the stand mixer bowl, and I pull Mm -hmm. one out, and I'll go live around 1 p.m. Eastern time. So um, get those things in. I don't know how long it's going to take me to, like, make all these little slips of paper, so, you know, get on this. 1 p.m. sounds like a good idea to me. And... um, even if you aren't able to catch the Instagram live, it's not like a raffle. You don't have to hear your name and claim it. We will just announce it and get hold of you. All right. So go sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done it already, if you would like to be uh, entered in for the prize. Okay. So coming <laughs> up next week, we are cooking with citrus. And I'm looking forward to this pinch of yum broccoli and beef orange stir fry situation we've got mm, on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. And there's grapefruit waffles that have been on my list for a while. So I'm excited. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. So one last plug. As per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. That's how Apple Podcasts thinks we're cool with the algorithm and all that thing. Remember to sign up for a newsletter. That's how you get in in the giveaway. So thanks for a whole year of podcasting and happy eating.